0: You are now listening to the Derek's Mega Bowl podcast.
1: You were 2-7, you'd be in a bad mood too. It's my quarterback. You play to win the game. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs? You kidding me? Hey, I'm just here so I don't get fired,
2: so y'all can sit here and ask me all the questions y'all want to.
3: With your
0: hosts, Derek Hubbard, Eric Marsh, and Jake Smith.
2: But they are what we thought they were, and we let
3: them off the hook. What's up, Mega Bullers? Welcome to episode eight of the Derek's Mega Bowl podcast. I'm your host, Derek Hubbard. Alongside of me, as always, we have Eric Barsh and Jake Smith. Week two is in the books, and it was a roller coaster ride for a lot of fantasy owners, a lot of boom or bust weeks. Hopefully you that are listening that you had most of the boom weeks i know eric well jake definitely had a bust week but we'll get into that so today we're gonna have fun we have a fun episode planned for you we will recap week one we'll give you the good the bad the ugly Uh, we have a special guest joining us as well today Uh, and then we will break down week three we will give you our love hates this week and then we also break down our best divisional matchups for week three but let first Let's say hi to the boys. Eric, Jake, how are you guys? How did week two go for you?
1: Not too great
0: for me. Eric (laughs) lost, but I know he had a really good week
3: points-wise. I didn't have a good week points-wise, and I lost. So yeah, 0 and 2. And your Bears lost to the Packers, a big rival. Really terrible week for you. throwing some salt in the I see? (laughs) Not as bad for Eric, though. You lost your boy, Trey Lance.
2: You know, that's why you buy insurance. At Jimmy Garoppolo, everybody,
3: yeah. hate,
2: everybody hated that move, but that looks like it's gonna
3: pan out now. Yeah, definitely. So you guys are starting out zero and two,
2: right? Yep, a point two yeah. block, and then I get beat by the highest scorer in the whole league. This
3: week. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. I'm thankfully two and zero, so at least somebody on this podcast is doing decently well. But I am not scoring high. This week I was gifted a victory, only scoring I think 129 points. But hey, a win is a win, right? It's yeah. all that matters. Right. So, hey, some couple fun things for you guys. So week two had 37 matchups, having an 0-1 versus a 1-0 team. I did a little calculation and I looked at every every matchup. How many of the 0-1 teams beat the 1-0 teams in week two? There were 37 matchups.
2: I'm going to say 30 of them. I feel like 30? a lot of guys that busted in week one and in week two.
0: Yeah. 28? I don't know. 28?
3: 24 out of the 37 0-1 teams took down the 1-0 teams, which I think yep. is pretty crazy because I was going through it. I'm like, man you want to know it's kind of a rough week for you so we have 24 out of the 120 teams still undefeated we have 24 out of the 120 teams still winless pretty cool shows how i mean there's a lot of one-on-one teams in the league so yeah, mike clement a- you're the high point total winner in week two you scored 220.38 points i believe that's who you played eric that is correct that is correct um So if you guys didn't hear or notice on the introduction, I uh, didn't introduce Eric and Jake as I normally do. I did not introduce Eric as the man with the stash and Jake, our lovable loser. Eric is now stashless. He has a beard. And Jake, well, Jake was a little salty about his name. He didn't feel that he was lovable. And he was crying to Eric and I the other night that he's not a loser. So if you have new nicknames for both Eric and Jake, please send them my way. We would love to hear from you and uh, we'll vote on it. What do you guys think? you guys have any suggestions?
0: I don't know why we need nicknames. What's your nickname?
3: I'll figure the out one, him. The boss. I'll That's give you one. You. It's
2: probably going to be <laughs> vulgar.
3: <laughs> all right, before we dive into week one, we have a special guest joining the show. This man is joining us all the way from Georgia. I am fortunate to play in a redraft with this man. Um, this guy is one of my inspirations to actually doing this show and uh, being a better commissioner. He's the single greatest commissioner I've ever, you know, been in a league with. And I say he's the best commissioner out there. This man on a weekly basis does week one matchup uh, previews and also does a matchup recap. They are amazing reads. I know everybody in the league and or everybody in our Redraft league enjoys it. So please welcome Tim Stokes. Tim, how are you, dude?
1: Uh, doing great. Thanks for having me, Derek. It's uh, yeah. nice to hear all those Wisconsin accents echoing <laughs> there. It's uh, beautiful. Are you all from Wisconsin? Is that? Uh... Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. Okay. Small so is almost everybody Wisconsin. in this league. So. Well,
3: I shouldn't say that. There's actually a lot of people from all over, um, but you might be the furthest. Georgia's, Georgia might be the furthest away. Yeah. So but most of yes. us are Midwesterners. So yes. Tim, tell us a little bit about, about yourself.
1: Okay, well, um, just a uh, married father of two with uh, some couple of 20-somethings trying to make their way through the showbiz world, uh, which is kind of our family business. Um, we're in Atlanta now uh, and have been for a few years, but we spent a long time in Los Angeles. We were there for over 20 years. Uh, and that's where I was actually an actor back in the day. Um, I was on soap operas like Days of Our Lives and Young and Restless. Um, but you might know me best as uh, one of the original producers of the TV show America's Funniest Home Videos. Um, that was um, my claim to fame, I suppose. Uh, and uh, so I was actually the first person hired on that show back in 1989. Um, actually started wow. that that show. And a lot of my friends have been there for over 30 years. It's uh, one of the rare job security gigs in in all of uh, all of Hollywood. Um, and uh, But we eventually decided not to raise the kids in LA. Uh, I actually went on to become the executive producer of NBC News uh, for eight years um, after that. Kind of a left turn from wacky comedy clips to uh, serious um, script writing. But I've written thousands and thousands of scripts and, and the idea of writing, doing a lot of writing really quickly lent itself to uh, doing uh, all of these, these write-ups for the, the, uh, the, the leagues. And we even started doing it, actually, back, Funniest home Videos, was the very first league I was ever in back in the late 90s when, you know, you could sort of join a league and they had the, you know, the original foundational um, platforms to to do you know what we know as the original fantasy football leagues and I just started you know writing a little funny notes you know we worked on a wacky comedy show and it worked with a bunch of gambling degenerates who you know we would we gamble on everything football and Bob Saget wasn't uh, big into sports really and didn't participate but lots of other people did and uh, we bet on spreads every week for years and and then eventually did did uh, uh, our, our Fantasy leagues, and and I started doing all the write-ups, and I just kept doing it. I mean, I, I've been uh, I've been doing it for 25 years, and I, at one time I was actually the commissioner of two leagues, two 12-team leagues, and I did previews and uh, post-mortems for both leagues every week, and it was just a ton of writing. But I just it's just always kind of come naturally to me. I just bang this stuff out, and I love it. Um and now uh these days I just play a lot of golf. I just finished a documentary. Um uh, it's gonna be on YouTube here soon. And I'm writing a new series that we're gonna try to sell to Netflix about my early wow. days in Hollywood and we're getting that going. So hopefully I'll have some news on that one of these times. Um yes, keep us but, posted
3: because we'll definitely share yeah, it with the
1: Yeah, so you know, I'm just kind of puttering around with projects that I that I like. I don't really have to do much anymore. So, like I said, I, I play more golf than anything else. But um, these fantasy leagues are what I look forward to. I'm only in three. Uh, I'm not one of those people that kind of overloads myself with multiple leagues because I, I just find you get a little saturated with you know, going through the wires and and every time you watch a, a game, it's like, I'm I'm up against this guy, but I've got this guy in two leagues. And it gets to be, I mean, it's all, it already convolutes the way you watch football. Right. But when you have so many, you know, toes in the water with different players and different things, it's a little <laughs> tough to know what to root for when you have so many leagues. So I just try not to do that. Make one good league that I commissioner, be in a fun league like you uh, with what you guys have, and then I'm in one other one with um, Mike Mercury and a bunch of and a bunch of other people too, and that's just what I kind of limit it to, right yeah, now. Yeah,
3: well, that's definitely smart. It's funny when you say Bob Saget, you look at him as Bob Saget. I look at him as Danny Tanner. <laughs> that's what I grew up with. Him. Yeah. So yeah. Hey, so yeah. Next nice question: What do you uh, like most about the Derek's Mega Bowl? Why do you keep doing it?
1: Uh, well, here here's the thing that I like that you that you did. Couple of things: taking the kicker out. Adding the flex gives it to me uh, the feel of like kind of a 14-team league um, in the sense that you've got, you know, these extra bodies that you've got to fill in. Um, in week one, I had to take a zero because, you know, Jalen Tolbert turned out to be inactive in the late game with the Cowboys. I didn't have anyone to replace him. And so you just realize, I mean, you got to be deep in this league uh, just to field your, your team. So it makes the, <clears throat> makes the waiver wire super thin you got to have an awesome draft, and when you've only got 11 weeks to make the playoffs, you got to come out hot, and you, can't, you don't have time to develop players and see, oh, is this guy eventually going to be the lead back? No, no, no. I need guys that are going to get the rock in, like, right. week one, and, you know, that's always hard to do with that many spots to fill, but I, I do like the fact that you've got you to go deep. And you know, the, I mean, it's hard for the first week and everyone because we don't know who's starting half the time. I mean, I mean, even fielding a full taking zeros, I think, is probably common in, in the first week when you're not, you know, sure who's really playing. But um, I, I like the way the league Bears is structured.
3: If you have any <laughs> Bears players, especially receiving core, you're going to take zeros.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, there's Bears fans in this group. Is that right?
3: Oh yes, yes. That's why I thought I'd take a little <laughs> dig right there. <laughs>
1: No, we definitely love
3: having you. Hey, so final question before we let you go. We're two weeks in already. Do you have any big predictions for the rest of the season? Yeah,
1: Yeah, I got two. Um, I I have shares of uh, Amon Ross St. Brown in every league. Um, People think I reached for him. And, and, and I did. Uh, I reached for a lot of players that I wanted. I stayed away from injured players. I have a lot of people I hate. I have teams that I hate that don't score. So my, my laundry list of people I'm willing to draft is always really short. So I end up reaching for people. I usually get a lot of the same players on the same teams. I have to really kind of struggle to diversify. Um, but but I, but I reached for Amon Ra. He's a stud. And my prediction is he's going to be a top three fantasy wide receiver this year and just because he was big last week it's not it's not an anomaly he's picking up from last season he's going to kill it every week uh but living here in Atlanta um you get Falcons games every week when you get to watch your your local your local teams play and here's something that's happening that that I think is real uh Kyle Pitts is a ghost okay uh he's going to be listed I I have shares of him too so I I don't like saying this but (laughs) Uh, Kyle Pitts uh, is going to be the number three projected guy every week in tight ends by every expert. Right? No matter what happens, he's going to be three or four. He's never going to be three or four. When you watch their games, y- you look for the single digit. He wears number eight, but Drake London wears number five. And every yeah. time you see somebody catch a pass, and you go, "Oh, it's a single digit number," is that Kyle Pitts? No, yeah. Drake London. No. Um, Kyle Pitts is not going to be. Uh, I don't know if he's going to amount to anything. He he's not. I don't think he's on the field. They go, oh yeah, he got ninety percent of the snaps. He ran all these routes. It's like, I never see the guy. <laughs> so uh, I say, Amon Ra will will be awesome, and Pitts will not.
3: I love
2: it. Donovan's going to be upset.
1: Yeah. So the guy
3: who does our website made a big prediction that every what Kyle Pitts will be the most owned player in the in, fantasy or uh, megaball playoffs. Nope. And he's already eaten his words. He's been messaging me, you know, wanting me to delete his segment, his guest <laughs> appearance, because <laughs> all of his predictions were wrong. So, hey, I love your predictions. Yeah. Tim, keep doing what you do. I love playing in your league. I love that you're in our league. It was great to finally meet you. And I hope to talk to you again soon.
1: i tell you what, have me come back and I promise to tell you about um, some of the uh, videos that we could not air on our forbidden reel. Uh, that uh, only I know and a handful of people have ever witnessed, but they're the funniest things on earth. And um, you and your audience might get a kick out of uh, oh. some of the old funniest home videos. Um, uh, sexy reel. So.
3: Oh, yes. I love this. You, this That'd is a awesome. date. We, That's
1: a tease. I have stories if you want to have me
3: back. <laughs> hey, Tim, thank you for joining us. Best of luck week three and moving forward. Awesome, guys. Thanks so much. All right, we'll Bye. see you. Nice
1: meeting you, Tim. You bet you. Thank you.
3: All right, guys, you ready to get into rapid fire takes for week one?
1: Yep. All right.
3: All right, so we're going to go over each game. Uh, just quickly give you our thoughts on each one. All right, the first game we have is Dallas and Cincinnati. Anything on that game?
2: I think the Bengals are gonna get better. They're an 0-2 team. Um uh, Mixon hasn't really done much yet. Jamar Chase had a pretty good week one, but he I think the Bengals are are gonna be better.
0: Yeah. I was really surprised. I Dallas really surprised me. I they played fairly good defense. The offense was able to run the ball. They were able to move the ball. I was surprised. Didn't expect it.
3: Yeah, I, I mean, as a Cowboys fan, I knew our defense would be able to get to the quarterback. I just didn't think we'd actually score any points and outside of, right. I mean, you take away two big plays. I mean, the Pollard big run, Dallas didn't really do anything. I think the Dallas is, defense is real, but Enough. yeah. I, Wait,
2: if, you, if you're stashing Michael Gallup, he might be a real good play late in the season or mid-year.
3: Got I agree. Him. All right, Kansas City Chargers, Thursday night football.
2: God,
3: you're skipping around Period. how I got this. Yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm just going <laughs> yeah, go order. About ESPN. <laughs> uh, I
0: chargers didn't Chargers didn't wow me. I mean they on offense, I was expecting a lot more fireworks from the offense. I didn't think Herbert looked that great. Um maybe it was because Keenan Allen didn't play and he threw it to that Everett a lot. Everett looked good too.
3: No, he looked has like, looked good he's a tight weeks. end, but he, yeah. he looked
0: like a quick, a quick wide out.
3: Right. Mike Williams is not going to be a, a burner. You know, he's one that he can make big plays cause he can jump. It was good to see Mike Williams back. Yeah. But I, I mean, my take is Kansas city outside of Travis Kelsey. You just can't start a wide receiver. I mean, we kind of thought Juju after but week yeah. one might, but Juju did absolutely nothing this game. So Patrick Mahomes, outside of that, outside of Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey, those are the only two startable players on Kansas City at this point. DEH. Yeah, I don't I even think know he's about that. RB2 right now. Yeah, he's looking good. Yeah. Miami, Baltimore. Oh. Just um, Baltimore being Baltimore.
0: Tons I think, of Lamar so, Jackson and dude, a, a loss. Dolphins.
3: I did a little more digging on this game because I have a lot of shares of either Tyree kill or Jalen Waddle and uh, Baltimore did not bring any pressure. If there's one thing that Tua struggles with is pressure. If you give him time to sit back, the dude's accurate. That's never been the question. It's just a matter of, can he make quick reads? And when you have guys that can just stretch the field like that and get wide open, I think Baltimore, they blew that game.
2: Baltimore for that too, aren't they? Where they, they always kind of sit back and send three or four guys because they rely on their pass rushers just getting pressure while they weren't able to get pressure and you can see what happens when you give Tyreek time to get downfield.
3: But I think seeing back to back weeks of Tyreek Hill go off. I mean he's getting drafted sometimes late second. That's a steal. Yeah. You know, yeah. he I think two has proven that Tyreek Hill is received one.
0: How about Bateman on the opposite side, Bateman? He did his big come-out game this week. Yes, yes, he's a stud. I, I think that's going to be. I don't think that was anomaly, a non an anonymity. A, what anomaly. am I trying to say? Sound it out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I think
3: he. I think he's going to get those targets and that that volume week every week. I agree, and you know somebody that we mentioned with rookies that we felt that could help out the season isaiah likely is getting a lot of yeah, he he's getting a lot that's, of targets and he's he not good for andrews owners i i think yeah i mean it will take away but he's they're just, both they're both out there yeah. so the guy to putting
2: likely in the slot there and keeping it keep keeping andrews in his role Putting Bateman but, out wide and then moving Likely around a little bit. I, I guess,
0: think. what did what did Andrew score last week? I mean, he I, top
2: he's... Tight end. He had he, 100 yeah. yards and two touchdowns. Was he? Okay. Yep.
3: okay. And Devin Duvernay, he left. I think he got a concussion early on, so they probably had to rely on Isaiah Likely a little bit more. But, hey, I like his future. I mean, being a rookie and you're already playing that much early on in the season.
2: Yep,
3: the yeah. Jets, Cleveland.
0: Garrett uh, Wilson. Garrett, is, uh, Wilson, uh, like Garrett Wilson. He looks good. I have in my dynasty, and I am ecstatic right now. Yep, i i have a I, I have a quality wide receiver for years to come.
2: I don't think I'm too worried when Garrett Wilson gets back, or when Zach Wilson gets back. Um, I
0: think they will change anything? Flacco
2: Flacco's okay, but I still think he's he. I think um, Elijah Moore will get a little bit more, but I still think Garrett Wilson's gonna be the red zone guy.
3: Joe Flacco is okay. Here's something for you guys. Joe Flacco, just because he's going to be one of them. Give me the top three passing yard leaders right now through week two in order. Clearly, Joe Flacco is in that top three. I hate
0: when you do this. I hate when you do this.
3: Is Jared Goff one because
2: of a pun? Jared Goff? Who else? Tua? Jake?
0: Who are the top three? Uh Flacco,
3: Wentz, or Wentz, and Tua. Did yep, you just look that up? No. I saw it earlier today. uh yep. Tua it was then Wentz and then Joe Flacco. Who would have ever guessed that? Start
2: Joe Flacco.
3: Start Joe if Flacco. I play you, start him, Good like. luck. Yes. Hey, if you play Eric and you start Joe Flacco, he's bound to go off. <laughs> yes. All right. Yeah. New England and Pittsburgh. I got nothing. I, I don't care about this game.
2: <laughs> no. Najee is a bust. That line that they tried to help and improve is not improved. They're terrible. Mitchell Trubisky is terrible, which we went over already last week. But Najee, as a first-round pick, you are just punching yourself right now.
0: Are any Pittsburgh offensive players viable options besides, have, like, Deontay
3: Johnson as, like, a flex? Fire myth. Fryermuth's getting a lot of touchdowns. Fryermuth, yeah. Yep, but outside of that, I mean George Pickens Friar-Muth was no a targets. big game. They mentioned that he want they want to get the ball to him a little bit more, but I mean, Maybe yes, you're gonna start ball. you're gonna start Najee Harris. You have too much draft yeah. capital on it. Yep. You have to start him. But other than that, Deontay, Pat Fryermuth, that's it.
2: Yep.
3: Let's hope Kenny Pickett gets in there. Jacksonville and the Colts. Matt Ryan
2: needs Michael Pittman.
3: Oh yeah, I need Michael it's
0: Michael Pittman too.
2: As day that he needs him because he is he threw for 190 yards and three interceptions again with no touchdowns against a terrible defense.
0: As Jacksonville, Jacksonville looks like the real deal. Lawrence yeah. is
2: good. I don't know I, about that.
0: I don't know. They have a lot of weapons and Christian Kirk to all together.
3: Christian Kirk. Nobody's yeah. laughing at that contract anymore.
0: Oh no, you know, it was a big no. joke and him and Tua. Well, what about the running game? Like yeah. ETN's not really that productive, but James Robinson's having great games. Right. It's just kind of overshadowing ETN. I don't think ETN's doing poor, but James Robinson's just doing awesome.
2: ETN's yep. not just, doing very good. No. Nope, he he, like uh, I mean,
3: he's my ride or die this year that's still early, but James Robinson, dude, he looks good. He yeah. looks fast. So Giants and Carolina. Um,
0: I, don't, I don't care about this
3: game. I tried to
2: think of every terrible word I could think of for Baker, but I don't know if it's Baker or if it's the coaching. Like, it's so bad. Their, their whole offense.
3: Their whole, yeah. I mean, McCaffrey broke 100 yards. He had one big run, but yeah. how are you not dumping it down to McCaffrey more often? This guy is the best receiving back maybe ever. And you're not getting him the ball out in space. I
2: and and to think, the first week the Giants played Tennessee and Dontrell Hilliard, yes, Dontrell Hilliard caught two touchdowns out of the backfield. You'd think that the coaching staff would see that tape and be like, "How did they do it? We got McCaffrey." And no, they still didn't.
3: Yeah, Matt Rule, he'll be lucky to make it to week eight. It's
2: Ben McAdoo. He's the yeah, but Matt Rule
3: is the coach. Right. He's going to get the blame. He'll be lucky to make it to week eight. Tampa Bay and New Orleans. Oof. Tom
2: Brady's in trouble next week.
3: Oh, yeah. That Brady. Tampa
0: Bay offense. I do it, it looks. It looks rough. Is Brady
3: bad? Is he bad? Oh. Did you go over the hill? I just don't think he has yeah, anyone yeah. to throw it to right now. Yep. <sighs> but, yeah, I hey. guess because Julio Jones was out, right? He he, out, you play, don't yeah. know if he's out next week. Mike Evans. Godwin's out. Mike Godwin's Evans is out. Mike Evans suspended. Hey, they play Green Bay. Who's Green Bay's killer? Scotty Miller. It's a Scotty Miller week. Pick him up God on Miller. your waiver wires. I mean, he very well could be.
2: Could be a Cole Beasley week. Yeah, they got to
3: throw it to somebody. Or maybe, yeah, I don't know. All I know is Jameis Winston. He Perryman. loves to throw it to Chris Olave. Just close your eyes.
2: 307 air yards.
3: Just insane. I mean, it was, how many shots did he take? Five or six? And other than one connecting and then Alave fumbling, they weren't even close. Alave had 15 targets? Yeah, did it just. Really? Something like that. 13, yeah. 15 or something? Yeah. Michael
2: Thomas should be getting 15 targets. I don't know what he's, but it's yeah. Jameis. That's what he's known for. throwing but, the, but
0: is Jameis really even throwing it to Alave or is he just closing his eyes and throwing the ball?
3: <laughs> Closing his eyes and throwing well, it, the ball. Yeah, it was, it I mean, was that's it what he does.
2: Before the game, too, that he has like some back, fra- like four back fractures too. Apparently, they don't they don't bother him when he throws it deep. Yeah.
3: All right, oh, Washington man. in Detroit. Well, Tim already said Amon Ross. Yeah. Is yeah. Movie. Yeah. He is this year's Cooper Cup. Yep. Yeah.
0: I mean, he very well I, could I, be. I, I mean, I mean, there's a lot of people saying that though. Like it was, it was known like people were predicting that he would have a big year and they were right. Like I, I didn't buy into it. Golf has looked a lot better than
3: I thought he was going to. Detroit's offense yes. is I think better than, I mean, look at what Philly did last night to Kirk cousins and that Minnesota offense. Yes. Kirk cousins in primetime is a totally different quarterback, but Detroit, they scored 35 on them,
2: yep. and they didn't
3: put up most of the points until the second half when they came alive. Where's I don't know. A,
2: where is a weak spot for Detroit? I mean, their quarterback, Jared Goff, if you want to say that, but he's doing he's doing his job. Yeah. Like, they don't have, they have no say. weak spot. Yeah. I mean, their offensive line is probably it's, handed it's down the league.
0: Yeah. It's, it's Swift good, is yeah.
2: dog. Swift hardly that, played, and he just actually fell and got up. Yeah,
0: he
3: is. Yeah,
0: Deion yeah is they a, keep giving the ball to Williams in the red
3: zone. Well, Swift only played half. He didn't even play. I don't even know if he did play a quarter of the snaps. I think, like I think he had like seven
2: right. carries or something like that, is it?
3: Yeah. All right, let's move on. Let's fly through this right here. San Francisco, Seattle.
2: The Niners look like the best team in the league. That's all I can say.
0: I, I would just want to say this is a blessing for the 49ers that Trey Lance got hurt because now they can actually play football towards the goal, which their goal is to make the playoffs and make a run in the playoffs. They weren't doing that with Lance, anyways. Now they can now they can start doing that.
3: I'll end it on that. Rams, Atlanta. Cam Akers is back, baby. Cam Akers is back. Started. Maybe, <laughs> yeah.
2: Still not startable. He, still, he, he doesn't look good. I mean, he doesn't look explosive. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if they rushed him back too early or if he just never was that explosive, but he doesn't look that good to me, I guess. I don't know.
3: And Tyler Higby, the number one targeted tight end right now, he's probably still sitting on quite a few waivers right now. So if he yeah. is, make sure you get him because <clears throat> he's a guy that just never goes away. Yeah, but, but like is, but he was heavily nah.
2: targeted last year. It, it just yeah. it never came true. So, right. I don't know.
3: But it's in something. a season right now where tight ends, you have two or three tight ends doing anything, and then you got guys like Cole Komet, Kyle Pitts. Not that you're going to drop Kyle Pitts, but right. I'd rather take the guy that's getting targets versus not.
2: If you have Kyle Pitts, you have to keep starting him
3: because
2: right. there's, there's going to be a game here. He's going to score 30 points, and you're going to punch yourself for setting him.
3: Exactly. Denver, Houston.
2: Well, Damian Pierce is the obvious RB one on the Texans now. I don't know if <laughs> they
0: just used him in one, but not that they can run the ball. But right. yeah, Russell Wilson. What's is he? Is he just? Oh wait, what game are you talking about now?
3: Yep, you're right. About Denver, that, Houston. Okay,
0: yeah, right. I was, I was like, wait, Denver played Seattle. No, that was the week before. No, uh, yeah, uh, Russell Wilson looks looks terrible looks out of place i don't know
3: if it's he looks terrible or if he this offense is just completely messed up he's, he's making bad throws though the like have-
0: easy throws he's under throwing or overthrowing a lot
3: and i don't think his pass catchers are as good as they once i mean you had tim patrick go down right away yeah Judy that one, that's out key. with the shoulder yeah. now it's just Cortland sutton you got kj hamler and then you yeah. got yeah. the 12 tight ends that they use they need to and rely Albert on that running game. Catch, yeah, they need to. I mean, Gordon and Javante Williams are not getting enough carries. That's those are two great running yeah. backs. I, I,
2: they be I just, don't know what to say. Like Green Bay uses Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon.
3: Right, right. And just yeah. force
2: feed them, and just end around or whatever. Or just mix it up. Exactly. Get them. But.
3: All right, Arizona and the Raiders.
2: Um, darren waller's back i don't know that's about all i can say there
3: yeah we had a good week i still am not buying carler murray in that offense uh,
2: his rushing uh, upside is going to keep him as he is it's going to keep him startable that's what's going to carry him I, mean, I, agree, ba- I agree with they, you I don't, he they barely
0: good. got by a bad las vegas team they should have it was a comeback yeah and it's like las yeah. vegas like they played so conservatively in the second half, they let they let the Cardinals back in it. Right.
2: I just don't okay. think and I said this last week, Cliff Kingsbury is not very good at an offensive scheme. That the way that they get Marquise Brown touches is he had like twelve twelve targets, and I watched most of that game. I don't know where those targets were. I I I was blown away when I saw that he had 12 targets. But. I do
3: think it will help when they get Rondell Moore back because he's explosive. Yeah. He's all five, five. He's taller than that, right. but just saying, and then Hopkins after week seven or after week six, that's going to help as well. But I don't know. I, I just don't like it. I don't want anything to do with Arizona's offense.
2: I wouldn't pick up either one of the running backs to start him next week. If James Connor doesn't play right either.
3: All right, Jake, this one's for you. Green Bay, Chicago. Because I'm going to tee off here in a minute. I'll
0: yeah, I, I honestly don't see how you could start any bear right now. I have fields in the Mega Bowl. I am looking at waivers, and I am wondering if I should pick someone else to play instead of fields. Because my other one's Dak. Dak's hurt. Hopefully, Dak's back in a week or, t- or two. But Thank God. I was gonna, I was gonna possibly look at Jimmy Garoppolo, but he has the same bye week
3: as Dak, so that doesn't make a lot of sense. Outside of David Montgomery, I mean, he's getting a ton of carries. You, you got to start him, but I I don't think it's going to be
0: consistent enough. Though he had a good week, but I really, I think that they're going to start mixing in more Herbert, especially after they start losing more and more games too.
3: Right. So uh, Fields has attempted. In two games combined, he has 28 pass attempts. Where do you think that ranks in the NFL? I already saw this, Dead like, last. Like, no, Not just dead no, last. He like ranks 33rd. 33rd.
1: There oh, are all 30 33
3: NFL teams, games. and he ranks 33rd. So if you have Darnell Mooney and Cole Kmet, which I do, here is me going off. You cut Cole Kmet. He is a POS. He has zero catches. Darnell Mooney has two catches. For two yards, because he was had a six yard catch, I think, in week one, and then he had a negative four yard catch in week two. That is pathetic. But I will say this week one, bad weather, 400 defense is tough. Week two, Booney right. poked the bear, poked Jair jair Alexander, poked the bear. I think Green Bay was coming in after a week one blowout. We knew that they were going to shut him down. Their schedule, Chicago schedule, gets very favorable here on out other than I think it's like week 13 that they play Green Bay again that's the only I mean, defense I see coming up that they go Texans Giants Washington
0: Yeah, it's I mean you're gonna find out like as a Bears fan we're gonna find out what this Bears offense is gonna be like as these QB, next 30 weeks. how does Justin
2: Fields throw the ball 11 times against Green Bay when he's down three scores at halftime.
0: He should because have thrown
2: the ball 11 times in the first 10 minutes of the third quarter.
0: So what happened there was they had like a three and out or a couple three and outs where no one was open. Like they couldn't, the, there's no one could block for the pass. No one could get open. So they just started running the ball and they were running the ball right down the field. So, they literally ran the ball the whole time, the rest of the second half, which burned a ton of time off, too. So, it kind of didn't help them, but they were
3: actually able to move the ball. That's why. But there is concern for that offense. If you oh, have Booney, uh, who everybody thought was going to be the breakout, and he still very well could, but Cole Komet, I think, I think is safe to I, cut bait with him. Yeah, I, I think so. I would. So. All right, the well, we have two more games, two Monday night games, Buffalo, Tennessee. Chuck Josh Allen is, uh, Josh Big. Allen and yeah, Span Diggs are freaking good. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's yeah, it's Super Bowl or bust for them right now. The, the Bills. Uh I I like everybody on that offense, really. Like Singletary's doing great. Um yeah.
2: Yeah, they did Gabe Davis,
3: who gave Davis. Yeah. I kind of thought you'd see a little bit more Isaiah McKenzie or Crowder, but it was more Kumaro sure. than yep. either of them. Not yeah. that Kumaro put Kumaro. up Dave Davis numbers, but right. looked good too. He, yeah, he I mean he looked good. So yeah, if you have anything Buffalo related, especially the pass catchers or even their defense, you're sitting pretty. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Philly and Minnesota.
0: Oh, one of them. Jalen Hurts. <laughs> Minnesota laid a huge leg. I, yeah. I'm not a big Cousins guy.
3: I mean, anyways,
2: I, I just don't get what it is about Monday night that he can't throw a ball.
3: Monday night, Sunday night, Thursday night, past his bedtime, man.
2: <laughs> Must just, be honestly.
3: Literally, he is awful. It doesn't matter who your backup is; you play him on a prime time game. Yeah. I. I don't think we've ever seen a quarterback like that. I mean, he was doing—he was doing what Jameis was doing with Chris Olave. (laughs) Close your eyes. Where is Jefferson? Just throw it up.
2: And it wasn't even close to him.
0: No. So, and I know a lot of people had Dalvin Cook either had him or going against him that night where that mattered. What Dalvin Cook did, I know I did in two different leagues. I was against him, and I just couldn't believe that. I mean, I pulled off wins because. Because they were down by so much, they had to quit running, and then they got down so much that he quit playing. Right. They put Madden. Right.
2: Eagles. I Bills. Still... What's that? Eagles Bills Super Bowl. If if healthy.
3: I don't know. I don't Eagles know. have a pretty Maybe. easy schedule to start out the season. A very. Yeah.
2: Hertz looks like he's actually throwing like a decent ball now.
3: Yeah, Hurts right. looks good right all right that's it for our week one rapid fire recaps let's dive into the good the bad and the ugly for week one i will start with the good am i good is mike williams is hopefully back week one he was a no-show week two he had eight receptions for 113 yards and a touchdown on 10 targets It was mainly just the first half performance, but if you are a Mike Williams owner, I know you were frustrated. I am a Mike Williams owner. I was frustrated after week one, but definitely good to see him back and you should expect the same if Keenan Allen continues to be out. Jake, how about the good?
0: Uh, My good is Garrett Wilson. Um, He he blew up, uh, what do you have, 102 yards. He had 14 targets, eight receptions, two touchdowns. I mean, this just wasn't a... Uh, I think this is going to be consistent. I think you're going to see, you know, eight, eight, 10 targets a game for him the rest of the season. He had eight the game before, kind of quiet, but still eight targets for his first game. And now he's going to blow up like this. Yeah. Garrett Wilson must start. I am thankful for whoever dropped him in our mega bowl. So now he's on my team.
3: I second that. Yeah. He's projected right now to break the rookie receiving touchdown record. That's where he's headed right now. That's what. Yeah. So that'd be pretty amazing, especially when. That, that would be amazing. The funny thing about, or the crazy thing about this is, he has Joe Flacco as his quarterback. Wow. He doesn't have this elite quarterback that a lot of these people do. And I don't know he's a stud. Eric, what's your, what's your good? My
2: good is the Miami offense. Um, Jalen Waddell, 11 for 171 and two touchdowns. Tyreek, 11 for 190 and two touchdowns. Tua threw six touchdowns for 469 yards against the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I think Gusecki had a touchdown, too. I, I mean, yeah. And the, Ravens, the
3: worst touchdown celebration after ever.
2: Was that when he, like, did, like, the really, really fast giddy or whatever? Yeah,
3: if that's what you want to call it.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Or a touchdown, you, you can do whatever you want, really. But... <laughs> No, yeah, the Miami looked good. I don't know if they're going to be able to keep it up like this. I think, like we talked about before, just you know, send heat at Tua, get him out of the out of the pocket there, but they look good. I
3: agree, and Roheem must Mostert might be Roheem Roheem must start moving forward because he had a lot of the carries. Yeah. Ooh, real nice there. So, all right, I'll go the bad and my bad, and I hate to say this because he's one of my favorite players, Derrick Henry. 13 carries, 25 yards. He's lucky he landed in the end zone right away on that first series. I'm going to ask you a question. Is it time to start worrying about King Henry? I mean, he's got his age. He's got a terrible line in front of him. His best lineman went down. They have no passing options. Traylon Burks is their best wide receiver, and he's ran like a total of 30 routes. His usage, I mean, it's adding up. I just don't think – I, I said this. This is one of my bold predictions. I didn't think Tennessee was very good, which are 0-2 already, and I said he'd be traded before the trade deadline. But, man, if you're a Derrick Henry owner, you probably picked him in the top five most leagues. That's rough. I don't, I don't, don't foresee it getting any better.
0: And he's not even involved in the passing game at all. Right. So that, I, I mean, he, Hillard, Hillard was hurt last week, but the week before, like, he had all, like, third down.
3: Yeah, they're not even Uh, running screens to him. He has, I think, one catch so far this season. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's just not fantasy relevant.
3: No. All right, Jake, what's your
0: bad? I'm going to go with the different Wilson, Russell Wilson. Um, I, I, he had some, some two easy games to start and was very lackluster. Did not look good. The offense looks bad. They're getting injuries at wide receiver like they usually do. Um, and the, the schedule doesn't get easier for him. Next week, he's got San Francisco, Las Vegas, eh, but then Indianapolis and then the um, uh, Chargers. Like, it's – I I think this is a bad
3: year for Russell Wilson. Yeah. Yep. The way it's looking so far, yeah, I best agree.
2: Best catchers.
3: All right, Eric, what's your bad?
2: My bad is – Just about anybody that drafted a first or early second round running back. Um, Mixon had a bad game. Swift salvaged his game with that late catch and and run for a touchdown. Um, Najee's looking like a bust. I'm a CMC owner, and I am highly regretting my pick there. Um, Eckler has just not looked the same besides his garbage time catches that he got. I mean... These garbage time catches are basically what's saving some of these people in weeks, um, but they're just not scoring touchdowns. There's no running back in the whole league who has scored 17 or more points in both week one and week two yet. The, these wide receivers, these early, early wide receivers have been going off. This Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup. I mean, Cooper Cup looks like he should have been the number one drafted player in every PPR league. We all underestimated that. but
3: Or even but Stephon yeah, And then
2: Elvin Kamara didn't play.
3: So yeah, it's just yeah the top the top four skilled player we're saying wide receiver and running back top four fantasy scorers are wide receivers right now yep and you probably drafted for sure two running backs and not every league did but you know Taylor and McCaffrey probably Eckler yep. were your top three picks you look back at it it would probably go Cooper Cup maybe Stefan Diggs, then Jefferson or Jefferson Diggs and yep. Chase. Those four are scoring way it, it's way more so far it's than what the top running backs. Yep. Yeah, it's consistent. So All right, the Ugly. I already touched base on this a little bit, so I'm not going to go too long. The Bears pass catchers. Commit, 0 catches. Mooney, 2 catches for 5 yards. That is through two weeks. It is sad. No more mm-hmm. needs to be said. Jake, the Ugly.
0: Um, I'm gonna go with Dalvin Cook. Um the last couple of weeks have been rough for him. Um, he I mean he still had oh well last week it was rough. Um what do you have? A total of like 30 yards com- total. Uh it, it'll get better. That's why he's in my ugly um and not bad. I don't think he's bad. I think I think things will turn around, but it's been ugly for Dalvin Cook owners.
3: Yep, I agree. Yeah,
2: they need to get him back into some open space or something. I don't know.
3: Yeah, Yeah, Uh, Eric, how about you round off the ugly?
2: My ugly is Kyle Pitts. This is all for Patrick Donovan to make him look like a fool, but no, (laughs) he's had two catches for 19 yards in both games. Um, Drake London looks like the alpha there. He's getting more and more... Targets. He's getting more and more snaps. Mariota's looking more his way. Um, like uh, both of two, two of our guests have both talked about him. It just it looks really really ugly for Pitts. Again, I think like Jake said, there are better days ahead, but it's ugly right now.
3: I think defenses. I'll I'll stick up for Pitts a little bit. Yes, he, he has sucked so far, especially you know we looked at him as he's the next big thing for tight end. I think defenses have tried to take him out of games because they said, okay, what what wide receiver is going to beat us? Drake London stepped up, though, and I think defenses are going to start to shift to go, and I think this will eventually help. But, yeah, Kyle Pitts, man, you better step your game up because – you have yeah. some very mad fantasy owners.
2: Well, and who knows how long Mariotto will be quarterback, too. It might be Desmond Ritter week six or seven. So
3: It should have been Desmond Ritter to start out. No fight on that, huh? All right, no, let's go into the power rankings. I don't I'm care gonna, about Atlanta's <laughs> I'm going to re- reveal week three's power rankings. I will say this, being on this list has not been a good thing for... Fantasy owners, especially if you're at the number one spot. You Andy Richard started as our first power rank uh, person. He is now 0-2. And, and Tyler Thomas, who tie I don't know if it's actually Tyler, but Ty Thomas last week was our last our guy and he got smoked this week. So sorry to the person who I'm gonna say is number one right now, but starting out at number one in our power rankings is Brett Adams. Followed by Mike Clements, Nick Werner at number three, Nate Rundy at number four, Mitch Kemper at five, Wade Sheckler at six. Number seven is Nick Buden. I can already see his head getting real big right now. Number eight is Todd Miller. Todd Miller, please change your name to your first and your last name because right now you are just a smiley face. Number nine is a co-team of Brantley and Tom Holtzman, a little father-son-ran team. And the number 10 is John Stingley. It's your power rankings for week three? All right, let's get into a new segment we call Love Hate. Jake, Eric, and I will each give you two players heading into week three that we love their matchups. Eric, how about you start us off with a little Love Hate? Who do you love? Well, I kind of
2: mentioned it earlier with uh, the Bengals. I think they're, they're off to a little bit of a rough start. They've had some tough matchups, too. And uh, T. Higgins coming off shoulder surgery. But well, he actually had a good game this week. But they got the Jets coming up this week. And the Jets are coming off on an emotional win over the Browns, where they came from behind to win that game. So I believe they're going to be without their number two picks, uh, Ahmad Gardner, Sauce Gardner. Which is their prize cornerback too. He's been be a lockdown hurt. cornerback too. Yeah, he's been really good. He got hurt last week, so I don't know. He he might play this week. I'm not sure. Um, but I like Jamar Chase and Tita. I think I think Burrow is going to smoke a lot of cigars this week, and he's going to be ready to play. So
0: hey, so so uh, yeah. See, uh, well, T Higgins was healthy last week. Did you see uh
3: how that went? That's because Diggs was on. Chase. Whatever. Diggs, Diggs is so bad. i just telling you. It doesn't frustrates know. me. It's frustrating. If you get rid of I'm Micah just... Parsons on that team, that defense looks so bad. Well, I, it, for for everyone who doesn't know, I think um,
0: T. Higgins had like 28 points and Jamar Chase had like 10. So this is just the start well, of the first... T. Higgins outscoring. Okay, what was
3: the first week like? I can't quite remember. First week, T. Higgins had like four
0: points and he got a concussion. And
3: Chase had
0: 30-something.
3: Yeah. But, yay. Those are two wide receiver ones right there. If you have either or if you have both, you're probably set. Actually, I'm going to go second here because we didn't share our love-hates with each other. So, one of my loves is Joe Burrow. (laughs) So, I'm going to piggyback off Eric. Yeah. I think Joe Burrow, he's going to come back. He's very much – he's got a little Tom Brady in him where he's he gets pissed. And I think losing to Dallas, which I don't think Cincinnati expected, and then the week one disaster against Pittsburgh, what a good week to have a bounce back against the Jets. And I think they are going to just crush them. Like, I think it's going to be a 40-burger, and all things are going to be good with Joe Burrow and the Bengals. The Bengals are good at bouncing back
0: because they had a really – really high ups and really low downs last year, and they are ever they're able to overcome that.
3: Yep, and their offensive line isn't very good. I know they tried to make a it lot of upgrades. It wasn't good last year either. Yeah, and they tried all these upgrades. But week one and week two, they went against two good pass rushes. You know, TJ Watt was healthy for most of yeah. that game. That's a good pass yeah. rush. Dallas' pass rush, they're very good. Micah Parsons is almost unstoppable. Yeah. The Jets, I don't think they quite have that. So, he'll have time. He'll be fine. All right, Jake, who do you love?
0: I love Fournette versus Green Bay this week. Um, Green Bay Green Bay is having a hard time stopping the run. They knew the Bears were going to be running last week because that's all they could do, and they still couldn't stop it. Green Bay is going to – they're going to have to – the Bucs are going to have to rely on Fournette next week
3: yeah, to I get agree. some
0: yards, and I think he's going to turn out.
3: Jake, I, Eric, I'm going to skip you right here. I'm going to go with my second love because my love, my other love was Leonard Fournette <laughs>
0: Ooh, yeah. for a lot Let's, of the same it, reasons. It's fine. Let's just give it double love.
3: Like, Not only that, know, because
0: Evan's going be to double love.
3: Julio, even if Julio plays... He's going to be the primary focus. Jair Alexander will probably try to lock him up. Who else? After that, there's going to be a lot of checkdowns. And Green Bay has shown that they the cannot stop. Team. I mean, Delvin Cook had a bad game. He's had two bad games, and he had 90 yards against Green Bay. And Green Bay knew that Chicago was going to run the ball. And what did what's his face Montgomery do? Just ran it right down Just their throats. So, what do you think a Tom Brady-led offense is going to do? Run it right down their throats. So, yep, I agree. All right, Eric, who's your second little crush heading into week three?
2: Let's give it triple love, only because I have Fournette on my uh, Mega Bowl team, and I really need a win this week.
3: Did we, are we, did we really give no. it a
2: triple love? We all picked it? No. Oh, I was going to
3: say, this is probably not a good thing for Leonard Fournette. I'm trying Panette.
2: not to pick my own guys on my team, but I might some weeks, but... No, my uh, my love would be the Browns' defense this week. They play the Steelers on a short week. And I think they are going to eat Trubisky for dinner on Thursday night. That Steelers' offensive line has been garbage this year. They also tried to upgrade it. Didn't work at all. And the pass rush for the Browns with Jadavian Clown or, not, or Miles Garrett, not Jadavian Clowney, Miles Garrett, it's good. And I think... I just I don't think the Steelers are gonna be able to move the ball at all. So I don't know what the over under is on that game, but I would take the under on it in a heartbeat.
0: There's a there's a thousand fantasy players that you could choose for your love, and you chose a
3: defense. God, I love. Hey, there is nothing wrong. So boring, B- Jake. So if, boring.
2: If you get time, ask uh, Derek how many defenses he has in
3: his Mega Bowl roster.
0: You have at least two, three, I pick three. up a third. Because Why? Cincinnati
3: was playing Dallas. And I'm like, I got to play the points.
0: They just and pick I them thought, up and then drop whatever defense you got. And then pick up and a, do a different one.
3: Defenses that were in bad matchups. So I played. Right, whatever, dude. Hey. <laughs> defense hey, sucks. Hey, 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 hey. I have a question. How many wins do you have? How many wins do I'm I have? I'm just saying, I don't really care about defense. It's like a like kicker beating me. Like, whatever. Boring. I'd rather play another defense than Darnell Mooney or Cole Komet, I'll tell you that.
2: That's true, but you can't start a defense in
3: flex. So, going back to your Cleveland, I agree though because I think Cleveland's going to come out pissed. You got embarrassed by the Jets. Yep. You let them come back like that. Stephansy's going to have them ready. Miles Garrett is going to be pissed. It's going to probably be a boring Thursday night game, oh, yeah. game, and just two bad offenses. But yeah, I, I like that as a top defense. Jake, who's your other
0: love? Uh, I'm going with Jonathan Taylor versus uh, KC. I think he's going to turn it up this week. Um, He had he had a dud week last week, but I'm not big on Kansas City's defense, and I think they're just going to run it down their throats until they're down by enough points, and then they're going to pass it. But yeah,
3: (laughs) I, I definitely like that. Eric, who do you hate? Well, you guys
2: love Fournette. I hate Tom Brady this week. Um, The Packers have a good pass defense, and Tom Brady's going to be without Godwin. He's going to be without Mike Evans. He's got a terrible O-line. I'm pretty sure their left tackle got hurt and is going to be out next week. And for an extended amount of time. If he does good this week, it's because he dumped the ball off to Fournette, like you guys said, and Fournette just ran wild. Because I just – I think the Packers are going to just probably pick him off three times, I would assume, because I don't know who he's going to throw it to. But, yeah. So, you I, think uh, Green Bay
3: will win this game?
2: Oh, yeah. I think Green Bay is going to win by 14. Wow. Wow.
0: And I, and I Tampa's hate- defense Ooh. is very good. That's going to be tough to do when Fournette has three rushing touchdowns.
2: Take the under in that game, too. I hope Fournette has three rushing touchdowns. I'll still probably lose, but I just got to keep scoring points.
3: Right. Wow. All right. I'll go my first hate, and that's Cortland Sutton this week playing. I think they play the 49ers. I did have that written down somewhere, but yeah, Cortland Sutton could be without Jerry Judy as sidekick. Obviously, there's no Tim Patrick and the way Russell Wilson is playing and Nathaniel Hackett, the way he's calling this offense. 49ers, is tough defense. And yeah, Cortland Sutton, I mean, he's going to get targets. They're going to try to get the ball to him, but I would not expect a touchdown. I wouldn't expect more than four or five catches for maybe 50 yards. So if your expectations is another 20-point game, I'd set your standards a little bit lower. Jake, who do you hate?
0: I'm going with Keenan Allen this week. Um, he even he's play? coming off and well, if he plays, um, I hate him too. If he doesn't play, well, if he doesn't play, yeah. But if he does play, I just think with with Herbert banged up, if and especially if Herbert doesn't play, but if Herbert plays, his ribs. I mean, he's being a big pussy about his ribs and shit. <laughs> um, and and Keenan Allen, he's gonna he's gonna be limping out there. I don't see him putting up big numbers if he plays this week.
3: Yeah, I hope it's. I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back and he tries to play if he re injures it, especially at right. his older age of what, 30, whatever he is. That's so old. Yeah, coming back from an injury like that hamstring, you better be fully healthy. Otherwise, you're going to be yeah. struggling the rest of the season. All right, Eric, give us your last hate for week three.
2: Um. Well, this is probably going to be most every week, but the Patriots, the Patriots offense, any position player for them—I don't care if it's a running back, if it's Jacoby Myers that Jake is in love with—they're they play the Ravens this week. The Ravens just Jacoby a-
0: Myers had like twenty targets last week.
2: Okay, he can get twenty this right. week. And the Ravens are going to kill him.
0: Right. I'm just saying, like, why wouldn't you like that?
2: The Ravens are coming off. A bad loss to Miami that they got outscored like I think it was like twenty eight to three or something like that. It was they got smoked in the in the fourth quarter there, and they're gonna want they this is a this is gonna be like a revenge game for them basically. And uh, the Patriots have not looked good all year. Mac Jones has not looked good all year, and yeah, I just I wouldn't if I had anybody on the Patriots team, I would not feel comfortable starting them. Not that I did it in the first place, but. I really would not feel comfortable this
3: week. Love it. Jake, how about you give us your final hate?
0: Uh, I went with uh Terry McClellan. The reason being.
2: Was that on purpose or not?
0: McLaren. McLaren. Claren. McCl Mc Terry McMuffin. Uh scary scary Terry. There we go. Uh are. reason being those those other First off, I think Wentz is going to have some regression. Second, those other wide receivers are stealing a lot of his his volume. Uh, Dotson keeps just getting targets. Uh, Curtis Samuels is blowing up. I mean, I guess if Curtis Samuels stays healthy, yeah, it's not going to be a good year
3: for for Terry. And Logan Thompson's back, and he's getting healthier, and he's getting more routes. Yeah, he's a big target. Yeah. I like that one. All right. My final one, final hate is any and all players in the Dallas Cowboy and New York giant Monday night football game. I think it's going to be very much like uh, the Browns and Pittsburgh on Thursday night, a slug fest, not high scoring. You could see like a 13 to 10 victory, which is not going to produce a lot of fantasy points. So. Does Gallup come back this week? I do not think he's going to be back, but. They did cut Dennis Houston, who they started in week one, a undrafted rookie. They cut him, meaning either Jalen Tolbert's going to be moved up to the active roster and playing, or they expect Gallup to be back. Yeah. So I hope it's Gallup because Gallup is a stud, but I'm not counting on it. All right. That is our week three, love hate. If you enjoyed this segment and you want us to continue it, please let us know. All right, our final segment. We are going to do week three matchups, our favorite matchup from each division. I'll go first. I will break down the new kids on the block division. I have a pair of one-on-one teams, and these are two guys I know very well. I have Barrett Veith versus Eric Ron. Barrett Veith talked a lot of smack this summer how he's going to run the Derek Mega Bowl League his first year into the league. Well, he's not doing so hot, he's one-on-one. And he's going up against a guy that has Jalen Hurts. He's got Stephon Diggs. He's got Travis Kelsey, who will come back. Jeff Wilson, who is probably going to get a lot of carries and a resurgent cam Akers. But to his defense, he still has CMC. He has Javante. Mike Williams is going to be sitting on his bench. But hopefully he can find some help, and it's a good matchup. All right, what do you guys have, Jake?
0: I have, uh, for the boys, the men division nate rundy who is two and oh versus the undertaker who's
3: one and one i picked but who his name is kevin kamnitz but let's call him the undertaker the undertaker uh pick
0: this one because it's a it's a it's a qb matchup uh allen versus mahomes in this one so there's some some big slinging qbs matched up against each other uh I, I picked uh, the Undertaker to edge <laughs> this one out, um, and give Nate Rundy his first loss this week. But we'll see. Hey, Nate, I got
3: one thing to say to you. Rest in peace. <laughs> 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 I'm dying. Uh, All
2: right. You can, Eric, you can keep going. What do you got? No, nope. I got the 98 degrees. Um Pretty tight division. There's only one undefeated team and one uh, one non winning team. But I'm actually going to go with um, Chris Marish versus the Mega Ball Tokers, which I have no idea who that is because there's no name for him.
3: Change your name.
2: Yep, change your name. But both running backs, they got it's basically McCaffrey versus uh, DeAndre Swift. Um, but they both. Should have pretty good matchups this week. Um, bring out a uh, Chris Marish. God, I, his name's in here is bring out the Gimp. So I keep going back and forth on that. But he's got Tom Brady against Green Bay, who I am not a believer in this week. And he's also got Kyle Pitts and a really bad flexes with Alexander Madison, Jeff Wilson, and Ramondre Stevenson. Um, so I'm not very confident in that team, but they are both one and one. So... This is just a matchup that I looked at and I said, "I, uh, it's pretty running back heavy, but we'll see which one can pull out the win here.
3: Right. All right, I'm going to break down the Hanson division and we have somewhat of a nice oombop kind of match right here. We got a battle of buddies and two guys you know very well. We have a guy in our power rankings, Nick Buden, versus Tyler Timmerman.
2: They're cousins too,
3: by the way. They are. I did not know that. Ooh. So a yep. cousin battle. Nick on paper might have the best team, at least so far. And this looks like it could be a David versus Goliath. Nick is two and zero. Oh, Tyler is one and one. Here is Nick's roster: Josh Allen, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, Mike Williams, Cortland Sutton, Dave Davis, Rashad Bateman, Chris Olave. it has got good, good.
0: And here's who there.
3: Tyler is relying on. Baker Mayfield. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Maybe Juju. i uh, throw a little DK in there. Uh, he had Trey Lance. And then Trey Lance failed him. So maybe he's going to pick somebody up on waivers. But hey, praying for you, Tyler. If Baker's your starting quarterback. Good luck, buddy. Jake, what do you got?
0: Next division, LFO. Uh, I got a matchup here. Kyle Hawes, who... Is winless versus Jake Lund, who is one and one. I have uh Kyle Hawes here getting his first win of the season. Uh, and just looking at this matchup, the projected points is basically split right down the middle. I, I think Kyle edges it out, uh, just based off of number one, his quarterback play, uh, Aaron Rodgers versus Russell Wilson. Um, I, I see Aaron Rodgers. Doubling the amount of points that Russell Wilson has, even though uh sleeper tells me I'm wrong. Um, he's also got Saquon and uh, Derek Henry, while he has Dalvin Cook and Ezekiel Elliott. I think he edges him out there. You know, wide receiver gets a little, uh, it's pretty pretty dead dead even, and flex spots pretty dead even, too. So, yeah, I see uh, Kyle Haas getting his first
3: one of the season. Congratulations. For Kyle, you were talked about last night in a group message with me and another guy because the guy you were playing was down like 60 points going into last night. And he happened to have Stefan Diggs, Adam Thielen, and somebody else. And Kyle probably went into Monday Night Football thinking, oh God, I easily have this. And when I, I think at the end of the game, he was down by 0.2 points or something like that because of a catch that Adam Thielen had got right at the end sorry dude <laughs> it's the way stuff goes he lost well, by point two it was there? something like that i don't know maybe Thielen got more catches in garbage time but this was like late in the fourth so yeah he had another he had an eric barsh type of loss Bear? eric barsh Barsch. Barsch. eric Barsch. what do you
2: got the one direction division i got a one and one team and adam Cornhole's my side hustle, Kaiser, versus uh, the team in first, the 2 team of Mitch. I golf Sundays to get away from my kids, Kemp. Um, I am familiar with both of these guys, and I'm pretty sure Mitch is fifth in our power rankings, and I, he might be moving up this week. He's got Lamar Jackson, Austin Eckler, Leonard Fournette, Tyreek Hill, and Waddle. Um, AJ Dillon, Brandy Cooks, and his flex, he's got a pretty solid squad. And uh, Adam is relying on Kyler Murray, Cam Akers, Travis Etienne, and Cole Komet as and Romeo Dobbs in his flex. So he's got Cole Komet. I'm assuming that Adam is gonna be making some changes this week to compete, but as long as the Dolphins offense can keep turning out points. Mitch's team is going to be a force in his division because he's got Waddle, Tyreek, and Gusecki, So
3: And they play Buffalo this week.
2: They do. So that's going to be a really good test to see if they can get past Buffalo. It might be a shootout.
3: Yeah. All right. I have the O-Town division and the matchup. I have a battle of the unbeatens. Mike Clements versus Colby Leeser. Mike is ranked, I just thought he's ranked second overall, and Colby is sitting at the 11th spot. He didn't make our top 10, but he's sitting right outside of it. So, should be an interesting one. The only reason I chose it, you know, 2-0 and o teams, but Josh Allen versus Lamar Jackson. You got guys like Devontae Adams, Jalen Waddell, Monron St. Brown going against each other, A.J. Brown. A lot of big names in this matchup. It's always fun to have a battle of unbeatens especially when there's very few left after two weeks jake who's your final one
0: uh next one in sync uh went with i went with another one of your matchups Derek. so Hi. Derek hubbard versus so he's two and zero versus uh mike vondra who's one and one mike vondra is a really good uh friend of mine i i also work with them um i i don't I don't see him edging out the wind versus Derek Hubbard this week. Uh, wow. Is this reverse
3: psychology right here?
0: I just don't see it um, did when Mike, I look at this roster. I, I mean, you got Patrick Mahomes versus Russell Wilson, Jonathan Taylor versus Eckler, Javante Williams versus Barkley, which is fine. But then, you know, the... It, it could be even. It could be more even than I than I think it's going to be, which which is what I'm hoping for. I'm pulling for Mike Vondra. I I want you to win. I'll be rooting for all these guys to do well for for you this week. We're praying for you. Let's he go. He
3: doesn't want to hear me Get talk it. about being three and zero.
0: I'm I'm pretty sick of listening to Derek Hubbard talk about his goddamn Mega Bowl team. So beat him. <laughs> beat Derek.
3: All right, Eric, what do you got? Uh,
0: my last division is the Jonas
2: Brothers. I got a 2-0 team in Nathan Janke, who I believe is just outside the power rankings. I think he's like 12th, like versus Andy Miles. Um, they're actually both 2-0 in their division. There's four 2-0 teams in their division. But Nathan Janke, who has scored the most points in his division, just lost Trey Lance this week. Not that Trey Lance has been good for him this year, but he's got Jonathan Taylor and Javante Williams, Debo Samuel and Jalen Waddle, Monter St. Brown and Devonta Smith. So he's got a pretty solid squad. Um, he's gonna have to find a quarterback. I don't know who who he's got in mind, but but Andy Miles also a two 0 team might have just lost just uh, Herbert this week. So, and Mike Evans is also on his team who is suspended this week. So. It's kind of going to be a toss-up game, but I still I still think Nathan Janke probably pulls out the win here, only because there's a chance Herbert does not play and he's without Mike Evans. Like I said, it's just going to be it's going to be a lot to overcome there. So I see Nathan probably moving into our power rankings, our top 10 next week with a with a big win over another undefeated team.
3: Nice. All right, the final matchup I have in the Backstreet Boys division. And it's the battle of David versus Goliath, 2-0 o versus 0-2. O These are two guys, good buddies from high school. We have the 0-2, Tyler Ames versus the 2-0, Wade Scheckler. And I will say this right away. Wade, I am 100% on your side in this matchup because I want Tyler to have that damn license plate. So please keep winning. Here's Ames has Stafford, Eckler, he has Devo. Um, Darren Waller he's kind of hurting though where Wade has Russell Wilson Nick Chubb who's been going off Stefan Diggs Stefan Diggs is all you need to know and I don't know maybe we'll have an upset on the horizon but come on Wade pull it out let's let's continue the path for Tyler to be an offer and have that mega bowl loser license plate well that's all we have for episode eight of the Derek's mega bowl podcast Continue to send us your feedback. Hey, if you're an 0-2 team right now, not that we're in must wins yet, but week three is starting to push that must win for you guys. So best of luck. Keep scoring high. Remember, if you if you could finish 0-11, but if you've scored the most points outside of the division winners, you get the sixth seed in either the AFC or the NFC, whichever division you fall in. I forgot to say, I forgot to bring up our last place overall person right now. Last week, we had the pleasure of Hulkamania joining our show, sending a little promo to Chad Burkholder. And week two, Chad Burkholder is still in last place. He is 0-2 and down by 40. Chad, hey, dude, you got another week to get out of that last spot. But if you don't, I could see Hulkamania making another appearance and being very mad at you for not listening good he, news for Chad. yeah he What's plays you next week he plays you next week
2: yeah
3: hey so. maybe the hulkster will come in maybe he'll pump you a little steroids give you a little vitamins help you say your prayers before you play eric but like i said that's it for episode eight um have a great week best of luck to everybody and as a wise man once said "Where'd mother see ya